Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is something I've been wanting to talk about all summer long because um, we've... We, we, we've now become aware of the air quality index, right? Because of the wildfire smoke. We've talked a lot about the air quality index, but you take a look at the air quality index and it became apparent pretty quickly that, um, it's not really that helpful in wildfires. I think what we've got here is a situation where it was, you know, it was used to deal with pollution and the one to 10 scale works pretty well for that. But how many times this summer have we seen, you know, the air quality is at 10 plus and it's way past what that scale would register at 10. So I think maybe we need a new scale that can actually account for the fact that when we have wildfire situations, the old scale just doesn't work, but maybe not. Let's find out. We'll get a little information as about what this thing is and if it's broken or not. Um, we're going to speak with Angela Yao, who's a senior scientist at the BC Center for Disease Control and Environmental Health Services. Angela, thank you for your time. I appreciate you being here today. Hi, Shay. Thank you for having me. Okay, so this air quality index that we've all been talking about so much throughout the summer, as we know it now, what is it? What does it measure, and how does it come up with the air quality index of four? Mm -hmm. So the air quality health index, which we also call it AQHI, it is designed to help people understand how air quality can affect their health and how or what they can do to protect themselves when air quality is poor. So it uses this 1 to 10 plus scale that you mentioned and uh, corresponds to different risk categories. And the original AQHI actually uses a formula with the levels of three different pollutants in the, in the air. So ground level ozone, nitrogen dioxide, and fine particulate matter, which we also call PM2.5. Okay, so what what does it specifically measure? There's only a few things it measures, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it 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 measures it used the measurement of the three pollutants that I just talked about. Yeah. Um and um yeah, it was it was originally developed for mostly monitoring and communicating the risk of urban air pollution from things like vehicle exhaust and urban smog. So gotcha. that's where that's what it was the, designed yeah. for. Yeah. So what? Where does it fail us now? Given in the light of wildfires, because most days or, or some days anyway, it's fine. We're still dealing with that. But in the instance of wildfires mm-hmm. and wildfire smoke, how how much does it miss? Well, so in BC, um, we what we found was that the three the original three pollutant formula was not very responsive to the increase of PM2.5 from wildfire smoke. So some communities could see and feel the impact of wildfire smoke on their local air quality, but the AQHI did not really reflect what they were experiencing. So that's actually what prompted us to make some changes to it. 
Yeah. And what were those changes? What's been done in British Columbia to try and, you know, recognize that it's not doing what it needs to do? Yeah, well, in BC, um, so how the AQHI is calculated is that it uses two different ways. One is using the original formula, which was, you know, the combined levels of the three pollutants. And then there's also another formula that only looks at the level of PM2.5 itself, which is um, what wildfire smoke usually has the most impact on. And then whichever is higher gets reported as the final AQHI to the public. Okay. All right. And so that obviously is, does a much better job of assessing exactly what's going on. It's better information for us as Canadians then. Yeah, well, um, in BC, what we found is that this slightly modified version of AQHI um, does better reflect yeah. the air quality on the ground. Um, and um, it is quite important because if people have trust on what they're seeing and, and what they're seeing on the ground, what they're feeling and what's showing up on AQHI, then they may more likely to take some suggested actions needed to protect your health. Um, and actually, with regards to your question about, you know, when it gets to 10 plus, then yeah. it doesn't get even any higher. In, in our modified version, it's still the same. So when it gets to 10 plus, it doesn't get any higher. That's actually based on the evidence we have with regard to the health impact of air quality, what air, what air pollution does to our health. It actually increases risk very rapidly when it starts to get high. So not not until so before it gets to ten plus, even anything over four, it the risk of to your health starts to sure. increase. Yeah. And then when it gets to ten plus, it actually ten you know, ten and twenty, ten <laughs> twenty doesn't make too much of a you know, not, it, it, it does make a difference, yeah, but the yeah. risk is not linear. So that's why it's capped at 10 plus. Yeah, that makes good sense. I mean, it's like, you mm-hmm. know, once you get past minus 20, it doesn't matter if it's minus 40 or minus 60. <laughs> it, it's really cold, right? So I, yeah, I hear what yeah. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, makes sense. Angela, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you being here.